Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. We better make a start because you've more or less all stopped, except the um, the new the newly married ones and the soon to be married ones. They they've got a heck of a lot happening in their lives along the way. So so welcome back. It actually you, you seem a long way away. So do feel free just to to move forward a little, if indeed that's what it seems to you guys as well. Uh, I'm Vic Francis, um, and it's a great pleasure to pastor here at Shaw Vineyard and. Um, we're in the middle of a series at the moment that we're calling Unexpected Journey. So this is week four of five. Um, and so over the last um, three weeks, really, Tim and I have shared the preaching. And we've been talking about, uh, you know, life and faith and how it evolves and grows and maybe gets threatened here and there and, and then comes through and we, we, we gather sort of new strength and we go on into a new, um, uh, I don't know, season from there. And we've, we've had a look at some biblical characters, Jacob and, and um, David from the Old Testament. Um, last, last week we were in, um, with Peter and the disciples. And so we've sort of ebbed and flowed around there in a more formal preaching sort of sense. And what we want to do over these next two weekends, which coincide with the holiday weekends, where obviously there's lots of people in and out and all of that sort of thing, is to hear some of the stories of faith and growth and development from within our congregation. Um, because we're all living it, aren't we? We're all, you know, kind of, we're all in whatever shape and whatever stage we are, and we're learning and we're growing and we're not the finished article, and, and it's a magnificent thing, really, to do this faith thing together. And so um, I've asked Paulina, who will, I'll get to introduce herself in a moment, and Zoe, if they would come and share uh, with us tonight. And so I'm going to act as a little bit of the MC and the interviewer and we're going to work through a few questions and sort of find out a little bit about them and hopefully what they say may be pertinent to you guys along the way. And because we're sort of a smallish group, I might sort of throw it out to you guys every now and then, see if you've got any comments to make, and um, we'll just see how it goes. I think it should be fun. So, Paulina, uh, apart from your name, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, so I um, grew up in Germany and Europe. My mum was half English, half French, so kind of spent my childhood on holidays between those countries. Um, yeah, so I um, met Chris when I was living in... This is Chris. Yeah. My husband. <laughs> when I was living in the UK. And we have two girls that are now 18 and 20. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. And Zoe, how, tell us a little bit about you. Um, I am married to Tim. Uh-huh. That's an easy one. Yeah. Um, what, what, in what sort of... Um, Oh, what would you like someone go home and say, I met Zoe tonight and she's married to Tim and... And, Is there an and? um, I have a a really cute dog and a really cute cat. A really cute dog. Which come up a bit, a fair (laughs) amount. I was showing a bunch of you photos of of the dog today. There you go. So you're an animal lover, maybe at least your own animals. Yeah, particularly my own animals. One of the things in the context... (laughs) Who likes anybody else's animals? (laughs) One of the things in the context of our Unexpected Journey series is we're sort of, we're, we're naming the fact that sort of faith is, a, faith is something that grows over time. Kind of, you know, sort of how long have you been a Christian and sort of how would you say your faith has grown over, over that time? 
Sure. So, um, so I've grown up in a Christian family, and um, and that was probably my my main sense of identity growing up, right through to you know late late teenager, um, and. Yeah, and in reflecting on, on that question that you gave me, uh, or the questions you gave me this week, I, I think, um, to put it in a word, my um, faith journey has probably been going from fear-based of being afraid of, you know, getting things wrong or, or trying to get things right as a young Christian person um, to becoming very expansive and perhaps in some ways undefined but, but very spacious in terms of... Um, where I can move and go with my faith. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so, like, you wouldn't say the opposite of fear was expansive, but that that's sort of how you describe it. So, so I guess fear closes you in somehow, and you, and you found that spaciousness? Yeah, yeah I guess I don't feel... Um, yeah, probably the, the straight and narrow sort of um, of my late teenager's <laughs> sort of life, I feel like I've really... Um, more recently pushed into um, finding God in all things, in all spaces in my life, um, and not particularly just in the parts where I'm being a Christian. But, um, <laughs> you know, how we can yeah. sort of separate those things out. But I, I don't, um, I guess, these days feel such a separation in, in my life of my Christian life and my Zoe life. It's just my life and God it's is just your life a and part of it. Yeah. yeah, so church is one thing, you know, kind of business is another, or you know, being at home with your yeah. dogs or your husband, sort of thing. Yeah. It's all part of that, yeah. part of that big whole. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic, Paulina. How about you? Um, how long have you been a Christian, and sort of how's it grown? How, how are you different tonight than you might have been, sort of in an earlier stage in your Christian life? So I grew up with church, I guess, just from baby, going every Sunday. Um, it was. Had always had a very central part to my life. It was my first job was with the church, um, leading youth groups and stuff like that. And um, kind of in my late, in my early twenties, I just really just shoved my faith into the margins. It just kind of didn't seem relevant at all anymore to my life. Then. And and how would you describe your faith now tonight? Now I'd almost think, well, maybe I wasn't a Christian then. Right. <laughs> I think I was, but I just just. Um, think, you know, from moved, having moved my faith to the margin now, it's definitely centre stage. It's, it's what I live for. Yeah. yeah, so it's a huge shift. Well, what, what brought about that change? It sort of st- started centre, went to the margin, mm-hmm. came to the margin, came back to the centre. How, how did that journey happen? Um, it really, it's been a journey, and I think the, the big thing that happened was that I was completely broken when I first moved here from, from Europe. Mm. I was just hit with such um, homesickness and culture shock that I wasn't expecting, mm. and I was just at my wit's end, yeah. So how long ago did you come to New Zealand? It's 18 years now. 18 years. Yeah. So you came as an adult. Yes. Um, and, and that sort of hit you, you know, the home, homesickness hit you. Quite strongly then. It did, I guess. It was losing my sense of belonging yeah. completely, yeah. And that was a... But, but as you reflect back on it, that's also a, an invitation to faith. Is that, has that been important to you in that process? Totally. It was a returning place. Turning point for me. Huge, huge yeah. turning point, yes. Yeah. I'm always, ama- I'm always amazed talking to New Zealanders or Aucklanders how few um, actually were born in Auckland... Um, and so I remember I was at a church uh, men's dinner, and I think there were 24 people there, 
And I ended up, for some reason, going down, asking every single one of them where they were born. And only 12 of the 24 were born in New Zealand. And only four of the 12 were born in Auckland. So, so out of 24, 20 were born elsewhere. And it, it got from... So who's, who's an immigrant here? One, two, three. Hey, quite a few. This, this is quite a, quite a big proportion. So you're not alone. Maybe Paulina has uh, something. <laughs> One of the things, um, we, we, we knew we were going to talk about homesickness a little bit because Paulina's actually written a poem which she's going to read to us a little later which talks about her journey of, I don't know, homesickness and, and then some health that's come out of that. Zoe, we were talking about your baptism, um, which, is a, which is a really significant moment for you as a late teenager, I think, and kind of an anchor. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, again, in, in reflecting about this, it was um, just interesting for me to even think about um, how, how I still am in faith, because in some ways um, that is kind of random for me, because I um, have been a bit... Um, I've, again, kind of like I sort of, um, what's the word, suggested earlier, is I, um, I have been quite expansive in my, in my thinking and, and drawing on lots of different people, I guess, um, over sort of later on. But, um, but when I think about where my faith started and being an anchor point is my, um, yeah, my baptism, which was, which was a bit of a spontaneous event back when I was 18, we were just <laughs> a group of, you know, young youth group Christian kids who I guess at that point had only really been exposed um, really to church youth group <laughs> and school. <laughs> and so that was just a really natural space for us was Christianity and, and, and worship and, and sharing it and all of that. So we were, we were away camping and the most natural thing to do when we <laughs> was just to do a worship night because that's what, that's what we did. And it was lovely, and and um, a friend of mine, a very enthusiastic friend, was like, someone's getting baptised tonight. I was like, that'll be me, that'll be awesome, like, I'd love to get baptised. It was all just, like, momentum in my life, you know, throwing me toward the, making a decision to get baptised, like, everything in my life pointed to that. Um, and it was lovely, and and I, it's sort of a frivolous moment in some ways, because it was sort of quite spontaneous, and just with my friends, and not a lot of prayer, and we... Or songs or anything at the beach. It was sort of random, but but when I think back to who I was at that point, that was a a, um, a deeply sincere moment for me as a, as an eighteen year old, and um, yeah, I really meant it. I really meant I'm giving my life to following Jesus, and um, and now I look at that, and I think, gosh, that was really naive. <laughs> you know, because it was so easy for me to do at that point. We were just that's just all we did was be Christians, and and um, but I feel the need to really honour the sincerity of that moment as well. And I sort of reflected on the um, the same thing with marriage, or the same thing with a lot of these sort of. Oh, we're talking to a doctor on the weekend, and we're starting a medicine degree. It's just just as much of a commitment, I feel. But um, that so often we actually do just make decisions early on that we that we stick with, and we don't always know why we stick with them, but they actually just become guiding lights in our life. And I feel like throughout my life so far, I've um, leant into that decision and leant away from that, but I have, I guess, things surrounding Christian culture, but I have always leant into this thing that I committed to following 
at least Jesus' life, <laughs> mm. at least looking at what Jesus did and trying to integrate that into my life as much as I can. Yeah. And um, and I, I'm very grateful that I made that decision because mm. I think I could have potentially, you know, I, I, I think it is a beautiful thing to just make a decision. Mm. I love, love that idea of, you know, the baptism, the act, um, the sacrament, that it is a, a one-off thing in a long life hopefully ahead. Um, still just being a, a guiding light, no matter how different you become or how, how, what, what the journey takes to you, but, but holding you um, to something that you did, which I, I feel like is an amazing thing. Um, and, and that's the sort of thing that kind of keeps you um, focused in difficult times, perhaps, or is, is it yeah. something that comes back to you from time to time? Well, yeah, all, all the time. I think that's my... Um yeah, and, and I think that would potentially be different if we were to talk to anyone in this room. Yeah. I don't know, like, how do people feel about this, but it certainly hasn't been um, church being my centre point or, mm. um, you know, um, spiritual disciplines being my centre point yeah. or, you know, things like that. For me, it has always just been, what would Jesus do? Or, you know, or right. what yeah. what is this in this situation? And I happened to marry a pastor, so I <laughs> wound up back in church, which is wonderful. And I do enjoy this space too, you know, but it, but for me it is much um, beyond the Christian culture and, and more a, like a personal thing for me mm. and my Monday to Friday, yeah. you know, Saturday, Sunday, who am I and, and how can I follow this this guy? <laughs> one, of, one of the questions obviously we've been talking about during the week is sort of what keeps bringing you back or back to the table, back to communion, back to back to church. I imagine with you having grown up in a Christian school and Christian family and stuff, you you would have seen quite a lot of people who who have, I, I guess, you know, stopped going or, or stopped believing maybe or maybe, maybe not stopped believing but stopped practising perhaps. So what is it for you? Here, you're married to a pastor. Maybe that's hard. maybe that's part of the part of the answer. But what is it that keeps bringing you back? I just think it's interesting. I think oh. it's really interesting. Right. The the, um, the way that, to me, truly, the way that Jesus lived was um, it captured a real depth to life, like a real. It's almost like a like a secret that you we get to hold that it's like actually give your life away right. <laughs> stop um being so focused on on the um the measures that we have in the world you know the, the progress the being really good the being you know all of those things and it's like and then see what happens you know that the radical generosity of well I don't even care what I have anymore right. so if I just you know it's just the generosity to say well <laughs> I don't mind you. Yeah, <laughs> if other yeah. people find you, a, you know, a pain or don't like your behaviours, I don't mind. You can just be you. Mm. Um, or, well, I don't need this um, money. Or you know that, and not that I'm um, a perfect model of this, but mm. I just, to me, I just think that's just so interesting to live like that. Yeah. That Jesus just um, showed us, like, in it, they often talk about like sort of the upside down um, kingdom mm. of God. That it's just like, oh. Like, what if everyone lived like that? And yeah. I personally find it so fulfilling and interesting. So um, in some ways I find it interesting. In some ways I just find it a deeply meaningful. Yeah. How about you, um, Paulina? How, what's, what's kept you? or what, Why do you keep returning to the table, be it a communion or, a, you know, kind of laying your life down again? What, what, what is it that sustains you on the journey? 
I guess for me, the, the best way, the easiest way to describe it, um, so people can understand what happened to me, is, is just like it just really just felt like you've gone from black and white to seeing color, or just okay. add and have another dimension added. And so I just know that all my life to Jesus. I'm probably going to get a bit emotional here, yeah. but um, yeah, he's just here, and his. I was I was doubting that big time. I had a phase where I just thought, oh, you know. How does that all make sense? It can't be true. But, yeah, I just know that, that God's there. Yeah. So tell us more. Tell us about that phase and, and how, you, how you negotiated that and came to where you'd say colour versus black and white tonight. Yeah, it basically happened because I came to the end of my, uh, myself and then one thing after another happened. I mean, um, speaking of baptism, it's beautiful to hear your story. Uh, Chris and I both got baptised exactly a year after we've come to New Zealand. We hadn't certainly not planned that at all. We haven't planned the place or the date, but it was exactly a, a year after, and it was exactly at the first beach that we went to. Mm. Um, yeah, just exploring after moving here. So, And then uh, one thing after another happened, and I'll just give you one more. Um, the, the supernatural is something that I very much struggled with. I'm a very rational person. I'm a head person. If stuff doesn't make sense, then uh, please... <laughs> But somebody had um, had prayed for me because I used to have back problems. And so anyway, I just saw my leg move forward because right. it was like an inch shorter than the one than the other. Right. So Chris actually always used to comment on the way I walked. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so that's just, I, I witnessed that happening. And that just freaked me out no end. I, yeah, so it was a real struggle for my head. Trying to come to terms with that. <laughs> wow, well, that's pretty remarkable. So, so your leg grew and your back yes. was healed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty big. It is. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a whole year before I told that to any of my friends right. back in Europe. I just thought they think I've lost right. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was only when I could demonstrate that I walk differently that had the guts to say something. Yeah. Do you second that, Chris? Is, is there walking better? Is it... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You loved that limp, and now she just walks perfectly. So uh, that's fantastic. So, so this brings you back. You know, kind of Zoe has that um, baptism story, and you you have well, baptism, but also mm. this healing story, and and so that's a that's an anchor by the sound of it, and and but it brings you back time and again. Yes, it does. It does. I just realised that I need God. Um, for in, in everything, for everything. I need his wisdom and I need his grace. And I'm also just come back uh, thankful, you know, often just, you know, I'm just in wonder of, of this creation and, you know, the, yeah, how, yeah, how God is good and he's real. And so, yeah, mm. <laughs> been indebted. Do, do you have anything um, that you would feel like something someone said to you that was just particularly wise and, and it was sort of just, really help sustain you, or, or something you, you have learned yourself that you wish someone had said to you? What, what would you say for that? I think um, something I wish maybe people would have said was that Jesus just is there all the time, mm. and he just, you can just come as you are, you don't have to do anything weird or specific or say any specific prayers, it just, he just... Yeah, you can just be who you are and be vulnerable with him. It's the one place that's safe. Right. Yeah. So, so without knowing that, perhaps you um, you have a sort of a, a less intimate, less close relationship because you're trying to please all the time. Is it? 
that wasn't really my experience. I just, um, I think because I'm just such a head person that would have just let me, you know, take my guard down and, and not try so hard. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Zoe, something wise come to mind? Somebody said it sort of it still, still moves you today or, or something that you've learned yourself that you wish some, oh, if only someone had told me that when I was 10 or something like that. I probably would have had a lot more wise things to say when I was 18 probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You knew a lot more back then. That's that's a really good life lesson. That <laughs> I used to be smart too. Eh? <laughs> um, I think um, for me, actually, when when I felt at a, particularly at a time where I thought I don't even know if I can um, do the, the faith thing, um, I um, I read a quote and it was just nam- it was sort of namaste, and I don't even know if this is correct or not, but but it said that the, um, an interpretation of that is that the Christ in me sees the Christ in you. Mm. And I have found that um, to be another thing that I carry with me everywhere that I think, well, I don't really know what to do with a lot of things, um, mm. um, and I don't know where that will lead me. I, I hope I find more clarity in things in my yeah. future, but I love the that um, groundedness of thinking, well, at, at the very least, um, you know, what is, you know, how can I greet yeah. the Christ in you and, yeah. and who is that in Christ in, in you? And then and it expands and, into um, anyone that mm. I meet and animals, and, you know, and it's, yeah. it, I find that quite a, a simple practice that helps me to stay present to, yeah, Christ in the world. Hmm. How, about, um, how about out here among you guys? <laughs> what's, what's something really wise that has sustained you? Maybe it might be one or two people if you're if you game, game enough, but... Anybody sort of, you know, kind of when we talk about that, it's like, man, I heard this thing and it's just, it's got me and, and it's sustained me through some things. Anybody? Yeah, Holly. Right. Hmm. That's fantastic. Um, I, I realise we're, we're um, on Facebook Live, so that may or may not have come, but I think just in the context of our own small group here, um, I think it's a, that's a, it's just a lovely thing that the idea of you know being part of God's great kingdom, and you'll ebb and flow in and out of having a real sense of its um, significance and its currency, um, but you're there regardless, one way or another. So it's a beautiful thought. Thank you. Anybody else? Uh, just kind of a a wisdom that you've discovered or a wisdom that you've been given that's life changing. Nathan. Right. Yeah, isn't that a great image again, you know, kind of for the recording, but, you know, kind of the, just the love of a father for his children, whether they're well-behaved or not. You, you, you love them just as much when they're angelic as when, as when they're the opposite of angelic, <laughs> jumping on your toes, so to speak. So, oh, that's great. Uh, one more. Is anybody else? Yeah, yeah, Simeon. Yeah. Yeah, that incredible sense, again, just of, you know, both the love, but sort of the God, you know, ha- having access to God who knows everything and, and, and will ebb and flow in terms of, you know, kind of I know what to do in this situation or I don't know what to do in the situation, but God who, who loves us um, is there for us to be able to, to share and to, and, to, and to go forward into both the known and the unknown. Well, it's, it's beautiful and, and I, I, it's important, I think, for us to, 
to be hearing each other's stories and talking about faith and talking about how we're growing and talking about how we're struggling, you know, kind of how we're, how we're bottoming it out, out and, and for us to be there for each other along the way, just, you know, like, like we up the front here have those experiences. Paulina, um, along the way, um, have there been any particular sort of spiritual disciplines or in, in the broadest sense, particular practices that have been really life-giving and sustaining to you? Mm, I think there's a, there's a few that I I just always go back to, and, and one is is the worship, uh, being out in nature. I just I just find it I find it so life giving, mm. and uh, that combination with that and, and worship music, listening to worship music, or yeah, or mm. worshiping with a group, yep. and then also the comfort that I'm finding in the scriptures. You know, okay. it's it's just incredible. It's just an answer to every problem on the right. planet. There. Yeah. T- tell us a little bit about your scripture reading. How do you go about that? So I just kind of for me the minimum is I just in the morning is to just read the verse for today from the Bible app. Just very simple, yeah. and then I see whether that resonates with me. Resonates with me whether I just want to pursue that and go deeper and, and read the context of it, or whether I'm just going to be busy and just shelve it for the minute. And and um, and then I always read a, a little devotion. It's um, it's just something to just help me keep my mind focused on God. Yeah. But in there's times where I just I just love studying this the words with mm. others and it's incredible I find what comes out when you just you know what different people hear and mm. yeah. So just uh, tell us what the app is that you read. Um, oh, it's uh, just the Bible app. Just the oh, Bible yeah. app. Yeah, yeah. I'm just Nothing saying because yes. <laughs> so often, often it's like if somebody would tell me which which mm. one to do. So mm. so the Bible app and, yes. and that gives you life at least. It so does. Maybe somebody could download it and try it. It does. And with that, the advantage is you can just read it in your own language or the language, you know, yeah. your heart language. Right. Yeah. That's fantastic. How about you, Zoe? So disciplines, practices, things that have been helpful for you along the way? I think probably has been um, just an open dialogue with with friends and and people Mm. in our life. We um, Tim and I have close friends, and then a lot of people for dinner. And I think that has been a really life giving um, discipline. That Mm. I guess we just continue um, cooking for people and talking with people. And I, I just find that um, we're both pretty extroverted, so that works for us. Right. <laughs> but just really life-giving is, um, is yeah, constantly being in a conversation about um, what is this all about? What is yeah. that from your perspective? How do we um, do this a little bit better? What is Yeah, so asking, I don't know, relevant and, and searching questions yeah. and going, going a, f- a few layers deeper perhaps than yeah. your, your I think average... Just yeah, probably deep, deep relationships with people around us yeah. and with people we don't know as well sometimes, which is... Is that difficult fun. in terms of, you know, how, how can I trust you with, with my, my deeper things? Do you find that difficult or are you, are you just... No, I'm an open book. No, you're an open <laughs> book. <laughs> there you go. So no, it is something that you, you, you're happy for the, you know, the, the stretching part of that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I find it fun and, and I think that's a part of it. It's a, a part of just engaging with faith all the time, we're just um, mm. able to, and sharing that with others, you know, in community. Mm. Oh, I think it's wonderful. Well, as Paulina was saying before, she uh, emigrated and um, had a had a significant wrestle with homesick homesickness, and um, she's written a poem 
about, uh, well, you tell us what you've written a poem about and then why don't you read the poem to us? Mm, I think it, it's just really just part of the journey. It's just, you know, I could, uh, I could write a whole book about all the different individual little stories and that's, I just, I just put it into a really brief, um, well, it's a whole five minute long, but <laughs> yeah, I just, I just put in all my emotions and what I went through in that time to just have little snippets of what happened, what happened to me personally in that time there. Yeah. So why don't you read to us? I think that'll be fine. Thank you. Yeah, I hope so. I might come back to you. (laughs) So the title is Homesick. Like a pressure cooker about to explode. Spurts of dizziness. Tears, sobs seemingly coming from nowhere. Taking control of me. For no apparent reason... Nice weather, I got it all. Loving husband, beautiful children, freedom. I've done this before, moving to a foreign country. The words of well-meaning people resound in my mind. Awesome, you're living your dream. I couldn't live in Europe, too crowded. We're much more friendly over here. You are brave. Lots of people made the move before you, though. We are all family. We are living in paradise. I feel a lump in my throat. But I love Europe. I'm screaming inside. They just don't know what they're talking about. I'm reassuring myself. I'm sure they mean well. At home, I feel understood. No need to explain myself, beautiful nature, historical buildings, immersed in familiar culture, knowing where to go for this and that. My best friend just had her first child. I wasn't there. Some days I just can't take it. I cry myself to sleep. God, what's happening to me? I tried the Christian life many times before, church visits, Alpha courses, home groups. I never managed to stick with it. Too weird or just plain boring. Hypocrites. Betrayal by closest friends. They called themselves Catholics, Protestants, born-again Christians. Nothing convincing enough. Other side of the planet. Another Alpha course. A complete stranger offers to babysit. For free. So I can hear about Jesus. Must be out of her mind. I turn her down. One day I'll die and that'll be it. Like a light going out, nothing more, nothing less. What will I say to my children? One day they'll ask, is there a God? I don't know. Time to find out. Make up my mind one way or another, once and for all. I have an opinion on everything else, after all. What's there to lose? I still get this dizziness. What is wrong with me? Doctor says it's stress-related, 
lifestyle-related. No wonder, young family, not enough sleep, no support with the children, busy husband, start of a business, it's normal, it'll pass. God still doesn't make sense. What about this cross? How is that beautiful? Then one day, weeks later, God finally speaks. Not what I want to hear. I speak to the humble. I hate pride. Ouch. Layer by layer, peeled like an onion. I need to forgive those who hurt me. I've hurt people too. I feel a strange care for those around me, even a former addict. I used to think it's their own fault. Anyone can choose how they live in the Western world. Idiots. More tears. Coming face to face with my sin and God's response. Love. How come these people care about me? They don't even know me. Slowly I am healed. Never completely healed, though, from the state of self-centeredness. Oh, but I've always been a good person. I've helped the disadvantaged, given up time for community, served in churches. Just when I think I've mastered it, that I've found the cure, that pressure cooker feeling comes back without warning. Family gatherings, the other side of the planet. Too far, too expensive. Sometimes too hard to let my mind go there. People I care about get sick. I'm not there to support them. Guilt, shame, hopelessness, anger. Then the reassurance, I'm back on my knees again. I feel this peace coming over me. He is over here, over there, everywhere. I can pray, I can help others, I can relate to their pain. I know what it's like to struggle, even if my struggle is different from theirs. I know what it's like not having faith. I know Jesus understands. If I can approach his throne with confidence, then they can too. He showers me with his love. I took you from the ends of the earth. You are mine. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. I have come so you may have life to the full. I leave you with the truth. My peace I give to you. I've come so you have fullness of joy. What if I hadn't experienced that homesickness? What if I hadn't cried out in my pain? So beautiful. Yeah, we should clap. Yeah. Oh, it's one thing to write things with meaning, but it's another thing to write things with meaning that actually come out of your own, you know, the, the depths of your own experience. So thank you for that. Thank you, Zoe, too. Have you got something? Have you got a poem for it? <laughs> just, a, just a five-minute one would, would do fine. <laughs> and do a dance, yeah. Have you got a, a final thought, maybe, that you could uh, give to us or leave with us? Do you think you could leave it there? You like that. What if I hadn't had homesickness? Eh? What if I hadn't gone through that pain? I've, I've loved talking to Zoe and Paulina. You know, this kind of sense of... In, in church, you tend to get... Um, I don't know about the best of us, but, but, but it can be very surface church, can't it? 
Um, and I love the idea of our unexpected journeys, you know, kind of when we stub our toe from time to time or something unexpected comes along. Um, and we know that that's very real because each of us lives with that unexpected all day and every day. Um, we, we have experienced it, we will experience it and we'll go on. And so as we've kind of brought the series towards, you know, talking to real people about real experiences in their life, I think it can't help but inspire us and, and, and fortify each and every one of us along the way. And so I want to say thank you, Zoe, thank you, Paulina, um, for being so frank, so um, uh, unguarded, um, so willing to kind of share the way that things have been for you. And in that very vulnerability, I think it's faith-building, and I think that's been a wonderful thing. If, if any of you guys have got stories, I mean, we're collecting stories at the moment. Um, would love you to do it, write it down, um, particularly in the context of next Sunday night when we'll be doing some other stories. You know, maybe we may even share it, but, but that's not the point. You know, that's, it may not be that, and you may not want it to be shared, and that's fine. But I've, I've had the great pleasure of just a handful, not a, not a whole lot, but a, a handful of stories that have come in over these last couple of weeks when we've been asking for them. And um, it's just been a, a great privilege to to, um, to and fro with people with some of their stories along the way. And so if you'd like to share that, my email address is vic at svc, so v-i-c, vic at svc.org.nz. And, um, yeah, would love to hear that along the way. If it's appropriate, we might even share it next week. And if it's not appropriate, it will be a, I don't know, faith-building process anyway. So I think, we're, I think we've probably done, our, done all we could tonight. And so let me pray for you, and uh, we'll just let you go on this lovely long weekend. So, Lord, we thank you for, Lord, for your, for your, your deep work in Paulina's life and in Zoe's life, and indeed in each and every one of our lives uh, represented here tonight. And we ask, Lord, that you would continue to do it. Lord, we, we are a little encouraged at least to face the things that maybe are, are a little difficult in our life and knowing your love, knowing your acceptance, knowing your bigness, um, knowing your consistency. Lord, we've heard wisdom and we've gleaned wisdom from time to time over our lives and we pray that you'd help us to apply that into our walk, into our night, into our weekend, into the rest of this month and this year. And so we just commit these things to you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give him a hand because it's pretty scary being up here, to be honest. And um, thank you again. God bless you. I, it sounds like this chicken nuggets. It's, uh, man, we are holding nothing back tonight. Chicken nugget night, man. So God bless, eh? Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.